Hi everybody, I'm Jim Ford. And I'm James Doyle. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 71. Yes, episode 71, and tonight we are joined by a very special guest, James, our editor. Hey! How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. How are you, Jim? I am fantastic. Good, good. Now, James, everybody can hear your accent. Where are you from? I am from Ireland. (laughs) In case you couldn't work it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, James, you have been awesome enough to edit our episodes for... Oh, it's been a few months now. Yeah, I think it's been since like August or something. Yes, it is. It is so, so appreciated. Like you have no idea. <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad to help out. It's fun. <laughs> it's, great, it's, great being, it's great being able to listen to the shows before anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the one and only perk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, seriously. Like, I, I've said this to Dan, I've said this to a few people. If we didn't have you to edit the episodes, there is absolutely no way that we would be weekly or, you know, even close to weekly as we are now. Yeah. We we would probably barely be monthly if <laughs> we were editing. So, thank you very much. It's not a problem. <laughs> so, glad to have you on board. Yeah. Officially, welcome to the Lantern Cast. We'll get more to you uh, later on, but uh, today, today we have a we actually have a really big episode. We're going to be talking about the Green Lantern Corps, the uh, issues fifty, fifty one, and fifty two. It's the the ending of that uh, Cyborg Superman Alpha Lantern mess of a story. Yes, don't give away the review before you've even done it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I'll, I'll, yeah, okay, you're right. <laughs> um, but also, yeah, that we, after we uh, we get done reviewing the comics, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with Comics Podcast Theme Event Week. It's been crossing over through a bunch of podcasts. Hopefully, there will be a list with all the podcasts that are going to be involved with this theme, and we'll link to that in the show notes, and... Uh, you know, on our uh, info on iTunes. And the the theme for this year is who would you put on your comic book Mount Rushmore? And since we're the Lantern cast, we are obviously going to give it a Green Lantern spin. So you have that to look forward to after the break. So that'll probably be in, uh, I don't know, hopefully less than an hour. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> I I I'm thinking I'm thinking uh, definitely less than an hour. Yeah. So, without further ado, James, why don't you give us a recap on issue forty-eight and forty-nine? Okay. Issue forty-eight starts off with Gantlet and Guy meeting up with Atrocitus and concocting some kind of secret plan that they don't want to tell anyone about. Gantlet goes to the Guardians and says, "Oh, I don't want to be a Guardian anymore," and you see him standing there with his back turned and his hand up, like saying, talk to the hand or whatever. And <laughs> looks fairly, he looks pretty stupid for some reason, but anyway. Um, but yeah, so then he resigns as a guardian and we find out that he's going to be the Green Lantern of Sector Zero of Oa. Yeah, so then we go to a bit a scene of him making his own ring. So then we cut to uh, a rookie having dreams about Blackest Night. 
Um, I'm not sure. Is that what was he actually involved in Blackest Night? Like, did we see him at all? I, I'm not sure. I, I feel like I've seen him before, but I don't know if that's just because of me reading this issue five months ago or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it could go either way. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, then it, his dream ends with a dead Kiliwag attacking him, which looked pretty cool. But uh, so then he wakes up and some arms grab him from through a window and yank him out. And then we find some Alpha Lanterns uh, recruiting them to be an Alpha Lantern. Or what does it say? You have been requ- requisitioned by the Alpha Lantern Corps. Then we go to John Stewart with a few rookies uh, tearing down buildings on Oa. And then Kyle and Kanthus come and talk to him and they start talking about rebuilding Oa in the ancient style when Salak calls him away to the Guardians. Kyle's telling him about he lives with Ceranic now. Then John goes into the Guardians, basically. Not much going on here, really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Salak has been re- rude to some rookie. Um, <laughs> and then John goes into the Guardian and uh, Boudicca stands there and tells him that uh, Stell has gone missing uh, when he went to his homeworld to investigate something going on there. <laughs> so John has been assigned to go with Boudicca to find Stell. Um, and as they're flying off, you see the rookie that Salak was being read to, and he gets requisitioned by the Alpha Corps as well. And that's the end of the issue, basically. Okay. Now, just because, you know, just for, for time's sake, I'm going to take issue 49. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I mean... And everybody, everybody, like, kind of, kind of trips up their first, uh, first synopsis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, we we went we went through these. Uh, I don't know some previous episode, but uh, yeah. Go, I think was... go listen to that for the discussion on that. <laughs> well, yeah, what episode? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it was like sixty-three or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, you have John Stewart and Bodica. They uh, they head to Grenda. They find a whole bunch of Alpha Lantern madness going on. And then all of a sudden, Badika turns on Jon Stewart and uh, is like, you know, get ready to become an Alpha Lantern yourself. Kyle is back on Ella, and uh, he's having nightmares about Jade and awkward scenarios with Ceranic. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they're all like, oh, we got to head to Grenda and uh, save Jon's ass. Um, there's a quick little cameo appearance from this, uh, the Weaponeers of Quard finding the white energy net from Brightest Day issue, I don't know, what is that, three? Yeah. You know, and one, one Weaponeer above all others, you know, makes sure that he gets his hands on the, uh, the energy net first. And, uh, you know, you have Kyle, you have Ceranic, and you have Ganthet, they're all heading to Grenda. They uh they start seeing you know all the Alpha Lantern madness going on, and uh, you close out that issue with John Stewart you know about to be transformed. Yep. So now we uh we come to issue fifty. <laughs> <laughs> now wait, I I just wanted to, I, I want to stop really quick and and looking at the cover for number fifty. Yeah. I mean like. 
Talk about a misleading cover. Yeah. <laughs> it says, like, that it has Kyle and Jon Stewart all about to be, uh, you know, have batteries put into their chests and turn into Alpha Lanterns. Yeah. yeah that that might have been interesting. Didn't happen, but it might have nope. been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, starting with 50, um, we've got Tony Bedard, Ardian, Syaf, and Vincent... Sifuentes on the uh, the colors. Uh, Artie and Syaf is the art. Um, Tony Bedard, the writer. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's... God, man, what a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Rayner is trying to save... You know, he's, he's on his way to save Jon Stewart, who has been linked up mind-wise with Hank Henshaw, the Cyborg Superman. And he learns Cyborg Superman's origin, which... I mean, really, it's been told a million times. Yeah. Like, you could go on Wikipedia and find out the origin of Cyborg Superman. I know. Or you could it... go back 20 issues to the last time they did it. Exactly. Yes, thank you. So, yeah, and, and they do it better. <laughs> this is... So, yeah, they give the origin of Cyborg Superman. And the one good thing about this issue is it kind of gives us a heads up on what happened to Cyborg Superman during Blackest Night. Yeah. And uh, he was trying to get killed. He was basically like, you know, knocking on the uh, Necron's, you know, shoulder saying like, excuse me, excuse me, <laughs> you missed me. <laughs> and uh, Necron didn't care. So he like flies off thinking it's like, well, I'm screwed everybody's going to die and I'm going to be the last one left. <laughs> like, I love the picture of him flying off with his hand over his face. Yeah. As if he's bawling his eyes out. He's like, yeah. why would you kill me? <laughs> yes. I just want to die. <laughs> so, uh, he actually makes a deal with that little hooded uh, mystery character who is making an appearance over in Green Lantern collecting the entities. This guy says to Cyborg Superman, well, if you really want to die, the person that can do it is, uh, you know, is probably going to be Gamthet, and, you know, the whole Alpha Lanterns are going to hold the key. And in exchange for this information, Cyborg Superman hands over control of all of the Manhunters that he had deactivated. You know, he just says, fine, take them. I don't care about them anyway. I mean, like, that sets up for the future that this little hooded guy, aside from getting all of the entities, he's also now has uh, an army of Manhunter robots. Yeah. So That could be interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, that, that might be the only good thing to come out of this story. <laughs> well, plus the weapon era, the, the weapon era of Quad Guy. Oh, yeah. That was definitely, definitely good, too. Yeah, so you flash back and, uh, you know, Jon Stewart, right about to be transformed into an alpha lantern when uh you know the cavalry comes bursting in ganthet and uh you know alpha lanterns chasing after him the alpha lanterns deplete ganthet's ring uh so he doesn't have power um which is odd because he's a guardian and it's odd that he would have to use the ring to have any power yeah that doesn't really make too much sense yeah but regardless, they deplete Ganthet's power source, and uh, they tell him, you know, listen, you're going to do cosmic surgery to reverse the process of uh, becoming an Alpha Lantern. 
Meanwhile, Kyle, who had, you know, saved Jon Stewart, rendezvous with uh, Saranic Natu just before she's about to get zapped by, was it one of, was it, which, which Alpha Lantern is this? Varix. Varix. Okay, yes. Yeah, she's she's about to get, you know, zapped by him. Kyle comes rushing in, and they go and hide deep within this giant cavern where all of the residents of Grenda are uh, being forced to stay. Yep, just living in a hole. Yep. Well, they're robots. <laughs> they don't mind. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, you want to take uh, issue 51? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, it starts off with uh, Cyborg Superman forcing Ganteth to do the cosmic surgery or whatever it is. And um, Ganteth doesn't want to do it because he just thinks he's going to kill whoever he's doing it on. And then Henshaw threatens to make one of the Outlanders shoot himself. So Ganteth says he'll do it, but still Henshaw makes the Outlander shoot his own head off anyway because <laughs> he, he's just that kind of guy. So, they, yeah, so... Then we go back to the cave where they're all hiding out and they're trying to talk about what they should do and how, how why all the robots are just standing there and basically they just don't know what to do with themselves. Uh, then we go back to the to Quard again to see the weaponer and he's got his little net and doing something with it and you don't know what he's doing yet. Then we go back to Cyborg Superman and Gantis. He's starting to operate on someone and it's not going well so... He gets forced into it, and then Cyborg Superman basically just kills the Afflanter he's working on, and he goes, okay, well, don't do that next time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We go back to the cavern again, and then Kyle is talking to someone over his green ring. His green ring? Obviously his green ring. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Kyle is calling someone on his ring. and uh... As opposed to his gold ring. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So then they come up with the idea of doing it making a big massive projection of Stell to inspire the robots and they're all inspired but then Bulga comes along and they just don't do anything <laughs> <laughs> so Bulga is about to attack him then and out of nowhere comes uh, what's the name Hanu isn't it yeah yeah and he hits Bulga in the back and breaks open her uh, her battery and then for some reason apparently breaking the battery makes her turn back into a normal person of course of course, that makes sense. So then she tells them all to come and recharge, and then that's the last page with them recharging their rings. And that's it. <laughs> I think that last page was like uh, like a present to Artie and Syaf. It's like, okay, fine, you can have a recharge, you know, page. <laughs> yeah. They all they all seem to want their their uh, recharge page. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty good page to want to draw. Yeah. Yeah. Now on to issue 52, the conclusion to this little story. Man, I have so much to say about this whole story. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) yeah. So, uh, the the Lanterns, they've recharged their rings, and uh, they're, you know, they got all their robots in back of them in their cave. And, what do you call it, Uh, what's his face? Cyborg Superman now knows their position. Because Kyle had communicated with Hanu for reinforcements. Actually, I guess that's why he sent Bodica. Okay, yeah, that was last issue. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, Bodica, you know, since she was slammed in the uh, the battery 
by Hanu. Uh, and then you also punched her in the face. Like, oh, really yeah, punched. I missed that. Sorry. <laughs> her her battery is like, I guess, leaking or uh, it's it's broken containment or something. So. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, Ceranic, it's like, you know, I can't do anything. I'm a doctor, not an engineer. You know, kind of like something you would hear out of uh, one of the original Star Treks. Damn it, Jim! <laughs> I'm a scientist! I'm a doctor! <laughs> but uh, it's like, we need a mechanical engineer. And John Stewart, who is an architect. Not an engineer. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, don't worry. He's like, you know, I'll do what I can. And I, I don't know, like, he... He focuses his ring and, you know, like little clitch sounds come from her chest. I don't know if he's like stitching her together or, or what. And like, it looks like he just put a few straps on the side of it and is holding it together. <laughs> I mean, and that's it, it. Like, that's all he did. It's like, I, I'll hold her together. <laughs> don't worry. I can do this. I have duct tape. <laughs> and like, that that in and of itself would not be so bad, but then you have this comment from Hanu, you know I'm not too keen on using my power ring, but when I see what John can do with it, it's like, I mean like they're going for like, uh, oh man I'm in awe of John Stewart, and it just comes out like you yeah. might as well be be saying it sarcastically. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. Oh yeah, what John can do with it is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we'll 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 get to that later. <laughs> so you have Gant that he's working on the next uh, the next Green Lantern, Alpha Lantern, and this time he's actually you know doing a little bit better. This is Alpha Lantern Harak, uh, and he he gets the battery out. I guess replaces everything with artificial uh, synthetic organs and stuff. And uh, at that very moment, Cyborg Superman is called away because there are, you know, all the Green Lanterns and an army of all the other inhabitants from Grenda, you know, come to attack Cyborg Superman. And uh, they're like, yeah, there's no way, there's no way that Cyborg Superman will be able to hold back everybody. <laughs> Except he is able to do that. <laughs> well, and also he just sent all of them down into a hole and he was holding them there. Yeah, exactly. You so were... we already know he can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> so, so he proves it again and transforms them into fists to slap down the other uh, <laughs> lanterns. <sighs> and uh, yeah, he, he kind of has the upper hand for a second until... Uh, like more Green Lanterns come in and zap him, and I guess they zap him enough that his body disintegrates, which again is odd because he's Kryptonian. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, a Green Lantern ring has never really incinerated a Kryptonian before. No. <laughs> but right now it happens, and uh, Hank Henshaw, Cyborg Superman, turns into this techno ghost. And inhabits uh, Bodica's power battery, which again is odd because I didn't think the power battery itself was a, was a you know mechanical thing. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but you know that's par for the course for this story. 
<laughs> and then <sighs> then there's a battle in Badika's mind between Hank Henshaw and Badika, who, you know, in her mind is uh, normal. She uh, she cuts Hank Henshaw in half, so now he's dead, sort of. You know, mm. again, we'll get to that. Ganthet apparently is feeling emotion for the first time, uh, even though he's the one that started the Hope Corps. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh yeah, that Alpha Lantern that uh, Gant that actually, you know, brought back to life and gave actual internal organs. Well, now she has a power battery in her again. <laughs> uh. He reversed that. Um, all the Alpha Lanterns now have a spark of emotion. Um, I guess it's magically delicious or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, and then they, they induct, uh, I don't know, like seven new people into the, the honor Honor Guard. Wait, what is it? It's no, it's less than that. It's one, two, yeah. three, four. I guess uh, five, five new people into the Honor Guard. Was John Honor Guard? No, he wasn't, was he? No. Oh wait. No, yeah. So five, yeah. Yeah, Stell also though, right? Was Stell? He's not on that page, is he? He was. Uh, he's always oh, in the one before. Yeah. So one, two, three, four, five. Six. Six new Honor Guard members. Okay. And, <laughs> uh, and that's the end of the story. Yay. Yes, yay, the story's <laughs> over. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, where to start, where to start. What'd you think, James? It wasn't really the best, was it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know, I mean, like, there were certain things that happened in this story that, uh, you know, they, they were pretty good. You know, interesting concepts. Like, you know, the the parts that, you know, lets you know about the, the weapon here of Quard coming about with the white net. Yeah. That's very cool. And, you know, some of the battles are, are interesting. You know, they're well written. Yeah. You know... I guess I, I want to talk about the art first. You know, I, I think yeah. I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the reason that I want to talk about the art is because I think uh, it's all good art. You know, like maybe like here and there, there's like you know something that's slightly wonky or whatever. But in general, it's good art. But it, like the one thing that I really want to you know. I guess harp on is on the planet Grenda you have like billions of robots like, like literally billions of robots they said and out of all these robots like you know maybe you maybe he actually drew like I don't know if he drew 50 I would say that's a lot yeah and I mean you know like like I was saying the art is perfectly good and all the robots are, you know, perfectly fine robots. But this is this is more along the lines of like, you know, a missed opportunity as far as you have that many robots, like why don't you make a couple that actually look recognizable? You know, it's like, oh look, it's that robot from that. Yeah, because Gleason used to do that the whole time. Right. Everybody does that. Like when you have that poster of uh 
what do you call it? Like all the different core color cores. Yeah. Uh, from what was it? Issue twenty five. Yeah, the spread thing. Yeah, like there's there's an alien, like a a, a Sinestro core alien or something like that that actually looks yeah. like the alien movies. Um, but yeah, there's like stuff you know all throughout Green Lantern, and you have all of these robots, and like the only one that actually looked like anything to me was uh, on the first page of the robots. It almost looks like Robbie the robot, or no, Herbie the robot from the Fantastic Four. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> it was, I don't know. It's not even that important. It's just that, like, like I'm saying, it's it's such a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, aside from that, like, oh, the one other the one other thing thing that I think was a little, um, I guess, uh, a missed opportunity also is how. Kyle is like on his way to save Saranic, who's like twenty seven miles away. Yeah. You know, it's like they say it like, you know, oh, she's twenty seven miles away. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, her power levels are depleting. And, you know, Kyle's like, Oh, I know I have to get there. And you can see that like he's on his way. Her transmission failed. So he knows something bad is about to happen. Yeah. And you know it's twenty seven miles away. And then like the next panel, like he's there. <laughs> like the missed opportunity is that it's like well if you could have done a better job at showing him like trying to traverse 27 miles like as fast as green lanternly possible <laughs> green lantern <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know yeah I, I agree you could have got something out of that like yeah something interesting anyway it, it would have been would have built up a lot more suspense i think yeah yeah, yeah, it's the the end of that that page, uh, that that poster, that that issue though, right on the bottom, that little thing with the spider legs. Yeah, that's that's what kind of looks like the Fantastic Four robot. All right, but uh, no, I mean like I'm looking at these and like I'm trying to figure. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I can't. Like, there's nothing there. Yeah, and there's a page full of robots. Like you could troll something there. Yeah. You know, like, and to be fair, I guess there's a chance that maybe some of these robots are from something, you know? Yeah. Like, that I'm just not getting the reference. But you'd think something would be recognizable. Right, I like, that's the thing. Like, you know, okay, so he may have thrown in a robot from, like, some obscure movie from the 40s. And, like, if you know that movie and you see that, that robot... You're like, oh, wow, that's awesome that he put that in. But but what I'm saying is, like, you know, I, I'm familiar with a whole lot of science fiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a whole lot of, lot of science fiction robots. Like the Lost in Space robot. Very iconic robot. Yeah. The, the robot from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> God, I just, those are like the first two that just pop right into my head. Any droid from Star Wars. Yeah. Like, there'd be cool little things just to throw in in the corner, like... Yeah. Somewhere, but no. No, none of that. So, but I mean, you know, that's... You know, like I said, I, it's it's a, a lost opportunity more than a critique on, you know, how he draws. Yeah. I think my major problem with the whole arc in general was just there was some terrible dialogue Yeah, throughout it, like... Well, yeah, terrible dialogue and, like, just 
I like terrible things that you would make them want to say in the first place. Yeah. You know, like uh like yeah, the dialogue for the most part is not it's not that bad, but like there are things that don't need to be said, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, right in the beginning of uh number fifty, like this is such a prime example as far as you have like just this whole information about, you know, it's like Kyle, I'm an honor guard. You know, it's an honor to serve with, you know, the best of the best. And, you know, right now, none of it means anything if I can't save my friend. And he's not even the reason that his friend gets saved. <laughs> if it wasn't for Ganthet, uh... you know, uh, causing a diversion, <laughs> John Stewart would be fried. Yeah. Oh, but like, yeah, like that that thing with you know Badika's battery rupturing, John Stewart not <laughs> taping it back together, and Hanu was like, "Wow, when I see what he can do with a ring, wow." <laughs> oh, it's just terrible. Like, yeah, there's there's a bit in the issue before where um when they're going into the cave. And John says, we've got to hide and power down. And then Ceranic turns, says to him, so they can't trace us, right? <laughs> it's like, what? Well, obviously. <laughs> like, how? That, she's been in the comic now for what? Five years? <laughs> it's like, oh, why are we going in here? Oh, I don't know. It's terrible. Because <laughs> we should hide out in the dark. It's spookier there. And like, fair enough if you want to like explain to readers what's going on or something, but... I think we could all work that out in all fairness. Even at the beginning of the issue, issue 50, like Kyle Rayner, when he, you know, he says, you know, all this, you know, I'm the honor guard, blah, blah, blah. He says to his ring, sit rep on Lantern Stewart. <laughs> like, he's never said that ever. <laughs> like, I've literally read, like, I think almost every single appearance. <laughs> Of Kyle Rayner in a comic book. He's never ever said <laughs> sit rep. <laughs> uh. You know, like, I'm not even fully sure what that means. <laughs> like, situation representative on. I, I've, I have no idea. I, I don't know. But, uh. Yeah, no, you, you, got, you got stuff like that where it's just. And then. Oh God, yeah. What is issue fifty-two? One of the you know his uh, which which lantern is this? The one uh, the one that kind of looks like a, I don't know, I don't even know what creature that looks like. <laughs> what page are we talking about? Oh, uh, I guess this would be about page ten of fifty-one, where the uh, the lantern, the alpha lantern, dies on the cutting room table. Oh yeah, yeah. Lantern Kralkar or something. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Lantern Kralkar. Um Oh yeah, yeah. I guess I guess you could say that he kinda looks like a like a gerbil. He's he's the rookie that was abducted in the first issue. Right, yes. Um yeah, so he dies. And Captain <laughs> is looking at him and he starts crying. He's like, what what is this terrible ache in my chest? 
okay, if if we were dealing with any other guardian, <laughs> that would be perfectly viable. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, Ganthet, he created the Hope Core. <laughs> Out of all the guardians, he knows emotion. <laughs> And not for nothing, but like, if yeah, if witnessing all of your other guard, you know, fellow guardians die to make Hal Jordan become Parallax, if that doesn't stir anything <laughs> in your heart, then yeah. you know, killing an Alpha Lantern, oh, <laughs> oh, oh man. God. That is that is poor poor writing right there. That that is that is a poor plot point. Yeah. <sighs> and I think like in general, just throughout it, he doesn't have a clue who Kyle Rayner is. Really, like. Um. He never sounds like Kyle does in any other story that I've read. Like. Yeah. I I mean, at this point. I'm kind of I kind of expect that of Kyle in most stories. <laughs> I just, just really? kind of assume that nobody's ever gonna, you know, write Kyle good. Yeah. Um. Uh, Tomasi, I guess, did a did a pretty good job, but even still. See, I, I've never read any of the old Kyle stuff. Really, like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it's vastly it's... different than this. Yeah, well, I'd imagine so. Like, he was like the main guy for what ten years. Yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't last that long unless someone's writing them properly. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, uh... oh, okay. Now, uh, James, like, what are what are your thoughts on the death of Cyborg Superman? Oh, the death of Cyborg Superman. <laughs> oh, it's just terrible. Like, oh, what what is it that she says? She kills him in, in the little dream battle thing. And then what she says, Cyber Superman attempted to hide in my battery. It was a fatal mistake. And then John says, mind if I run some scans to confirm that? And then she says, do what you must, John. But I tell you, the man is finally dead. And that's it. <laughs> They're just like, okay, fair enough. Yep. Oh. <laughs> well, I guess that wraps everything up into a nice <laughs> little package. <laughs> oh. oh, It's terrible, like... Yeah, and then and then the look on Ganthet's face. Uh. <laughs> it's like, what? You said John? Oh, <laughs> uh. uh, like you know, it's like, oh my god, I just crapped my pants. <laughs> That's exactly what he looks like. <laughs> what is this feeling in my pants? <laughs> oh God. Oh, oh man, oh, I hated that bit when I read it first. I was just like, "Oh, oh, that's the end of the issue, is it? We're not going to deal with that again." <laughs> um, I was reading on some other site then people going, "Do you think Cyber Superman will be back?" <laughs> I was like, well, we don't even know he's dead. <laughs> we just have Boudicca saying, "Yep, he's dead." Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, and. She could be being controlled by... Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, man. I don't even know what, what John Stewart would scan for. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, oh, I found a tiny little computer program. That's probably him. <laughs> like I said before, how does he going into the battery? How does that make like I don't understand? <laughs> like, how does going into the battery like is that the same as going into her mind? Exactly, exactly. I don't know. Makes no sense. But uh, I like I have to say, like. Up until this point, uh, like up until you know the "oops, I crap my pants" face from Ganthet, I have to say the story was like it wasn't great, <laughs> but it was a passable story. Yeah. And then we get the, these last two pages where you know the these the entire group of people that went to Grenda are being turned into honor guard lanterns. Yeah. And and that's where everything just fell apart for me. Really? Yeah, because like Green Lanterns go on missions and <laughs> they save lives. They you know tons of Green Lanterns die constantly, doing like totally dangerous stuff. And you have like a small army go to Grenda to save their robot friend. <laughs> And because of that, it's like, oh, you know what? We're going to make you all honor guard. Yeah, that, you're right. That makes no sense. You know, like, okay, if you want to do something to raise somebody up to honor... Like, you have you have Kyle Rayner, who, he, you know, he was the torchbearer. He, he made sure that the Guardians were brought back to life. Yeah. Because of him, there's a core. And... You know, I, even uh, Guy Gardner, like, you know, he, he was training everybody and, you know, he played a big role. I can understand that. Yeah, they earned their place. Like. Exactly. You know, like, this would be the kind of thing where, you know, you just uh, stopped an asteroid from crashing into a planet. You're an honor guard now. <laughs> it's like, you know, like... I, commend them for their service but don't make them honor guard yeah like it's it seems almost like it's just a setup for him to say hey look these are the people i'm going to be using yeah for most of the time yeah but don't make him honor guard then like just it's yeah it's it's that's exactly it it's it's him saying these are the characters that i'm going to be using for as long as i'm writing this book it's like just you know disregard the other 71 you know, 93 <laughs> Green Lanterns in the core. You're not going to see any of them in Green Lantern core anymore. <laughs> it's just going to be about this seven. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I love, I, I think it's hilarious on this page. Like, you see all of them just standing there looking noble, but Kyle's in the background waving. And just looking like a toothless <laughs> stuck the face on him like <laughs> just see he's just like do 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 hello <laughs> oh. oh man maybe it's the sun glare <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> well even Ganfet he's like he's got his fist raised like yeah <laughs> <laughs> Anu is like looking off to the side, like, it's like this is so boring. <laughs> I want a cheeseburger. 
Oh, boy. How long have we been talking about this? <laughs> 40 minutes or so? Something like that, yeah. I'd say I'd say that's that's plenty. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, just one more thing. Um, what what did you think about the whole like issue fifty and oh, it should, it should be a big deal kind of thing? Yes. Oh, I'm I'm very glad that you brought that up. <laughs> now, like I had this issue, like back when issue fifty came out, um, and. Uh, my yeah, my point was back then, if you're going to have like an issue fifty, issue fifty is like a big deal. It is, yeah. And like there is there's absolutely no denying that when you have an issue one, an issue twenty five, eh, not so much twenty five, but sometimes twenty five, an issue yeah. fifty, fifty big time and and especially like an issue hundred, you know, or any centennial issue. Yeah. Those those are always you know more heavily sought after than say like another like a number thirty eight or you know fifty seven yeah and when when Green Lantern hit issue fifty like just a couple of months ago there was basically nothing special going on in it as as Dan said which was pretty interesting Hal Jordan became Parallax again. Yeah. So that was that was a very cool parallel. But uh you know like issue 50 you would think is an excellent jumping on point. Or at least it should be. <laughs> yeah. So now it's been a few months since I had read issues 48 and 49. Um and I was kind of like delaying reading these last three issues just cuz the Alpha Lantern storyline was like just so blah to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Revolt of the Alpha Lanterns. That was the name of the story. All right. Um, you know, I, I went through. It was pretty issue. revolting. <laughs> <laughs> um. Going for the cheap shot. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> I went through this issue fifty. You know, trying to think to myself, it's like, okay, if I had never read Green Lantern before would this be a good jumping on point? And, like, I definitely saw a lot of places where they were giving you, like, uh, more back, back, more background. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like this, like the very first page. It's basically introducing Kyle Rayner. Yeah. And they do that, they do that a lot throughout the issue. There are a lot of introductions. I mean, hell, you get the, the, origin of cyborg superman um yeah you kind of get a bit of a recap of blackness Knight a bit right right so i mean you know on the one hand like they did at least make a slight effort to make it a decent jumping on point but i mean like to be perfectly honest you know it's like this is this is the part three of a five-part story yeah. So it, it's it's you're you're going you're walking in like not even in the middle of you know continuity you're like walking in right in the middle of a story. Yeah. So it is very very difficult to you know consider this like a, a good jumping on point. Yeah, I agree. And like I was thinking about it, and 
it, like if if Gandalf had just gone straight to Grenda rather than sending like John in with Boudicca, they probably could have d- done it in three issues. Yeah, and and maybe make the fifty one oversized. I was expecting issue fifty to be oversized. Yeah, so was I. I was very disappointed when I read it, and I was like, "Oh, it's only a normal size one." Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have to say, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I wasn't exactly disappointed that it wasn't oversized. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was perfectly uh, happy with it only being twenty-two pages of, <laughs> of comic. Oh. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of anything else to talk about with this issue, with this series. Yeah, no, neither can I. Now, now that the the story is over, though, um, what do you think about, like, this being, like, Tony Bedard's first story arc? Um, well, it doesn't really advertise him very well for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, the, the new issue that's come out since then... It's a it's a lot more of an improvement. Oh yeah, I think I I definitely agree. I think we kind of had the same with Tomasi when he started as well, though, on the book. Like the first couple of issues were a bit ropey. Although I can't even remember now what it was, but I remember thinking <laughs> like at the time. I think uh, I think Tomasi came on. Was it during the Sinestro Corps War? Oh yeah, because then yeah, yeah. After that, then we had an Alpha Lantern story. After that, didn't we? Oh yes. I guess Alpha Lanterns you just shouldn't write stories about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true enough, true enough. <laughs> yeah, the the only other thing that I did want to mention was this was this whole story was five issues. Yeah. Like with with trades being typically six issues. Yeah. It seems odd that, you know, he wrote a five issue story. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, let's uh let's take a break and uh you know, get this out of our heads, and then start fresh on something entertaining. Yay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We'll be right back. Connection complete. Encryption successful frequency 915. The line has been secured. Secret Corpse Lantern Kroll reporting with a fair file update. Searches for William Hand, codenamed the Black Hand, have been unsuccessful. We cannot locate nor find any traces that may lead to him. I am not sure how much of his recent resurrection may have changed him, or, if suspicions are correct, what the Indigo Tribe has done with him. Since he is a solitary figure, it has been most difficult to figure out where he may turn up, especially since he no longer has any familial connections. It is most vital that he is apprehended immediately. He is not to be terminated. Theories have suggested that his termination would once again make him the entity of death and allow Necron entrance into our dimension. I've been working deep undercover to try to figure out where he is. However, my sources are turning up empty. Hopefully this information will help and hopefully the Guardians will figure out something we can do. If we're lucky, the following information may lead to his apprehension. Know your enemy! Since William Han was small, he had a fascination with death and the dead. Ironically, he was born into a family that owned their own funeral home and coroner's office. Lantern Avensor's crash on Earth coincides with secret information I have received about the capture of Atrocitus. Then, Green Lantern Sinestro and Rookie Lantern Hal Jordan apprehended Atrocitus on Earth, and not too long afterward, William became the Black Hand, 
with a special blaster that could absorb and redirect Green Lantern energy. Since then, the Black Hand's sole purpose was to destroy the Green Lantern Corps and the light that they stand for. A light that was nearly extinguished when Parallax possessed Hal Jordan and destroyed the central power battery. Luckily, Jordan would come to his senses and would die saving the Earth. Now with only one lantern throughout the universe, William Hand sought out Hal Jordan's power ring. Luckily, the ring was under Green Arrow's protection. But when Jordan reappeared as the host of the Spectre, he cruelly disintegrated William's right hand. Sometime later, William would become the focus of aliens looking for power. Proletians, a German-speaking, gremlin-like alien race, kidnapped and experimented on William. Some of my sources say they were minions for Evil Star, and it seems quite possible that they were searching for William's connection to the Black. After their experimentation, he could kill with just a touch, and for some reason the energies he absorbed were somehow able to restore his right hand. Escaping captivity once more, William found his way home where he killed his mother, father, and brothers. Reports suggested that he then turned the weapon on himself, and somehow, at that moment, the first Black Power Ring was created. William was resurrected as a herald of Necron, and began resurrecting the dead, bringing the Blackest Night. Since then, we have not been able to locate William or the Indigo Tribe. I must now continue my search for William. Use the knowledge I have given you wisely, for it has come at the cost of lives. Secret Corpse Lantern Crow, signing off. Okay, now for for this next section of the podcast, uh, we were doing the comics podcast theme event week. Now, this is something that Comic Geek Speak has uh, put together, where it's like a theme that's going to cross over amongst a whole bunch of podcasts. And you know, like we said, we'll we'll definitely link to you know the, a page or information where. You can listen to some of the other podcasts that are also taking part in this uh, this theme. But, uh, you know, the, the topic for this year, like I said earlier, was who would you put on your comic book Mount Rushmore? For those of you who, for some reason, don't know what Mount Rushmore is. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, a monument in, was it North Dakota? I have no idea where it is. <laughs> uh, actually, no, no. It's, it's. I'm on the other side of the world. Yeah, <laughs> I have an excuse. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's in one of the Dakotas, South Dakota, North Dakota. <laughs> God, <laughs> horrible. Um, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with South Dakota, and it's this giant monument, and it has four faces carved into the side of a mountain. Uh, the four faces are George Washington, Abraham Lincoln and Teddy Roosevelt and Franklin Delano Roosevelt. These are, you know, considered by many to be four of the most important or most influential presidents of the United States. So uh, they built this giant monument to them. Who would you put on your comic book, Mount Rushmore, is kind of like asking, you know, who, who would you put, you know, in a, in a group so elite, you know, that, you know, only four can be picked, you know, to be, you know, made of this giant monument so that everybody can marvel at. And 
everybody can, you know, do their own, you know, theme, whatever, you know, on the, the main topic. But like I said, we're the Lantern cast, so obviously we're going to put a Green Lantern spin on it. So, of course. Yes. Now, James from Ireland. <laughs> you, you, you know what Matt Rushmore is, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a fairly popular thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we decided to come up with two lists. Now, the first list is just going to be, like, personal favorites and, you know, like, who, who if, if it was just for us, you know, and we were building, like, a tiny little Mount Rushmore to hang on our wall or something like that, you know, something, something you know, fun like that, who would go on that one? And then an additional list of, you know, which which characters are so important that they would go on, you know, the their contribution, their importance, that kind of thing. And it could be any character from any medium or anything. So, James, why don't you start out with uh, your list of favorites? Uh, yeah, okay. First of all, my main favorite is Hal Jordan. Because that's what I started reading. I only started reading with Rebirth when a friend gave it to me. So Hal Jordan is my Green Lantern, basically. I never read any before that. So, And also, he's the main character. So you kind of have to like him, really. <laughs> Second of all, will be Sadak. Okay. Because I've always been interested in this character. And it's just kind of the idea of this administration person running the core like, and handing out missions and stuff. I kind of like his character, but like it seems kind of a boring character, but sometimes you get these great character moments with him, like the time when someone gave him a baby. Yes. <laughs> from Crib, I think it was, or something. Yes. And and the, the face on him when he got the baby and stuff. And I, I like little bits like that. A third would be uh, Mogo, because just the idea of a planet-sized lantern, Green Lantern member is just cool. <laughs> and just cause, and he has so much influence over the rest of the core, like in recruiting new members and helping keep them calm on their little social visits to Mogo. <laughs> and, yeah, then finally, um, even though it was only very, very short, uh, I go with Batman. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That was just cool. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I, I have the little figure beside me here as well. <laughs> and and it's just cool. like. <laughs> Oh, and even the Elseworlds Batman was pretty good. Yes, yes. That story. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my four anyway. Okay, that's a, that's a good list. <laughs> <laughs> Green Lantern Batman, that's awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that's 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 a good list. Um, for my for my fun list, I have uh, starting off with Kyle Rayner. You know, this is that's that's basically the the Green Lantern that I started out with. He made me a fan of Green Lantern. I, you know, I was curious about Green Lantern, but it wasn't until Kyle's run where I was like, you know, became a fan and got really heavily into Green Lantern. So like hands down, obviously he's going to be on my list. Now for similar reasons, I'm going to put Parallax on my list. Not, not giant yellow fear bug. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about Hal Jordan as Parallax. Up until Green Lantern Rebirth, where, you know, they revealed the idea of the Parallax Entity, um, Hal Jordan, once he became Parallax, he became 
you know, such, you know, not even just like, you know, more nuanced and interesting character, but also like the, the greatest thing about Hal Jordan as Parallax was he got such, such amazing exposure in the DC universe. You know, he was like, he was the main character in Zero Hour. And uh, and Zero Hour was, you know, one of these, you know, crossovers where, you know, I was heavily into this crossover. It was among the first, you know, set of crossovers that I was really, really into. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that that's that's around, you know, I had been reading comics for, you know, a while before that. But, you know, that that particular crossover and you have Green Lantern, Hal Jordan. He's like, you know, he becomes Parallax. He wants to remake the entire universe in his image. It's like, this is awesome. I love Green Lantern. And here you have this Green Lantern character who is now, like, you know, the the most important thing in the DC universe. <laughs> I love that. So, again, hands down, he has to go on my comic book route, Mount Rushmore. Now, beyond that, you know, I could go with uh, any of the, you know, the obvious ones. Uh, regular Hal Jordan or, you know, Alan Scott, you know, he's obviously a great character, but, uh, you know, to keep it more fun, uh, one of my favorite concepts of Green Lantern, you know, is the character Rot Lop Fan <laughs> <laughs> and the F sharp bell. <laughs> I, you know, like here is a Green Lantern who has no concept of light or, you know, he, he has no, no sight. He comes from the Obsidian Deeps, where there is no light whatsoever. And obviously, if there's no light, then you don't need to see. So how do you pick a Green Lantern, you know, from this area? So <laughs> instead of a ring that shoots green energy, <laughs> he gets a bell <laughs> that rings with an F sharp. <laughs> And the, the the bell like gives off green energy waves, and you know he can form the sound to fight evil. I, I think I think it's pretty much criminal that he hasn't been brought back and done anything with. I mean, the concept is it's even more innovative than the concept of giving Mogo a ring. And you know, and I mean, as great as Mogo is, Mogo he gets used all the time. <laughs> You know, I want to see more Rotlop fan. <laughs> and then for for my final for my final pick, I'm, again I'm going to go with another obscure but interesting concept of a character, and that is Green Lantern Baron. Baron. Yes. You don't remember him? No. <laughs> now, I think oddly enough, the last time we mentioned, or the first time we mentioned Green Lantern Baron was last year for the other Green Lantern comic podcast theme event week <laughs> where we've talked about the uh, the whole Halloween theme, uh, the horror theme. And it was an issue of Green Lantern Corps, uh, I think quarterly. And the, the whole concept of Baron was he's a Green Lantern who has been charged with, you know, his sector is the gates of hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
you know, like he has to fight demons, you know, day after day after day for eternity. You know, that's that's his sector that he's been, you know, put with. And, you know, like it, it turns out that he's actually just a rookie who, you know, uh, got into a big accident. And, you know, he's he's having like this coma dream where he thinks that he is this, you know, Green Lantern at the gates of hell. But I mean, like just the, the concept is is really good. And I, I choose to think that maybe maybe his mind actually is battling the demons of hell as a Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 fun enough. It's an interesting idea. I mean, granted, maybe his face wouldn't look the best on Mount Rushmore because he's like a giant <laughs> slug. <laughs> but I mean, for that matter, Rotlop fan, like his face is kind of <laughs> without much detail also. Well, well, I've got a whole planet on my mountain, so. <laughs> uh, your Mount Rushmore is like a tiny little rock structure coming out of a planet. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, that's that's my uh, my fun list, if you will. That's cool. Now, the other list that we're going for was the you know the list of importance. Again, I will let you go first. Okay. Um, Well, I was kind of looking at this as importance within the comics themselves and within the DC universe. Right. So, first of all, I chose Hal again. (laughs) Because he did destroy the whole core, like, for and it was gone for 10 years. And before that, he was the greatest Green Lantern well, he was called the greatest Green Lantern anyway. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so... And obviously within comics, he is the main... He has been the main guy for 40 years. I was going to say Alan Scott, but I haven't read anything to do with Alan Scott, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, second of all, then, was Kyle, because he he is the torchbearer. He kept it going for 10 years, and... Obviously, without Kyle, there would be no Green Lantern at the moment. Mm-hmm. Then third was, was Gantet, because more than any other Guardian, he's had direct influence on the core members, like like of, like giving Kyle the ring after the whole destruction thing. And he's he's just mo- been more apparent. And like I think Hal, Hal said to Carl at one point, like, don't talk to any Guardian unless it's Gantet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, also in uh, what was it Secret Origin? Uh, I think yeah, that was uh, he like he was one of the ones uh, like for Hal Jordan back then too. Oh yeah, yeah. I should read that again. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good story. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> fourth of all, uh, what, or last of all, anyway, uh, Sinestro. Okay. Because like, where would we be now without Sinestro? Like, we wouldn't have the whole War of the Light thing going on, basically. Right without Sinestro's character and he's just a cool guy in general like as a villain <laughs> or he is now anyway like I've, I've read some of the old old ones <laughs> like the 70s ones and oh, he is he is just like hmm, I'm going to destroy the world because I'm evil <laughs> <laughs> and there's no more character than that but nowadays he's, he's a great character like uh-huh. and that's it basically um that was just three right and no four Hal, Kyle, Gantet, and Sinestro. Oh, okay, okay. 
<laughs> I forgot about Hal. <laughs> okay. He's not that influential. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, for my for my list of importance, I I was going for like characters who you know made their significance felt in the real world. So, to start off with my list, obviously would have to start off with Alan Scott. Uh, he was the very first Green Lantern. Um, it all started right there. So he kind of he has to start the list. You know, <laughs> if if there was no Alan Scott, then you know back way back in the day, there would be nobody reading Green Lantern. And you know when uh, you know when they decided when Julius Schwartz decided you know let's uh, let's you know re redo this idea, you know to create a new you know, type of Green Lantern, he would have no basis to create that new Hal Jordan character on. So definitely Alan Scott's, you know, first first one up there. Now, the second one, I'm going to pick Hal Jordan, but I'm not going to pick just any Hal Jordan. I'm going to pick Hal Jordan from the Super Friends cartoon. Wow. Now, yeah. Now, like, there was barely anything to the, that character. <laughs> he was... He was the character, and they gave him a voice, and he barely had any lines. Um, he shot things with his green ring. I, I mean, like, th there was, like I said, barely anything to the character of Hal Jordan on Super Friends. But, but that was the introduction to Green Lantern for so many people. It's like, who's Green Lantern? Oh, he was that guy on Super Friends. You know, it's it, if you have to... You know, if you if you're basing on you know the uh, the name recognition of Green Lantern, it's better that somebody recognizes the character from Super Friends than not recognize the character at all. Yeah. Um. And so Hal Jordan from Super Friends, you know, I, he had a, a significant impact. Now my next my next uh, the next person up on my Mount my, my importance Mount Rushmore, uh, I chose again for very much the same reasons. That would be John Stewart from the Justice League cartoon. Now, you know John Stewart. I mean, in the comics, yeah, he does he does some things, and he's okay as a character. He's not my favorite. He's definitely not my least favorite. But you know, John Stewart on the Justice League cartoon, well, he was fantastic. You had Phil Lamar doing the voice. We love Phil Lamar here on the Lantern Cast. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie, um, but. You know, like, aside from bringing Green Lantern to the masses for a brand new generation, there's also the fact that he was black. So yeah, that that in and of itself, you know, putting Green Lantern out there on such a, a huge level and, you know, not using one of the, you know, one of the three other white ones, that... It, it it takes Green Lantern and it not only broadens his uh, his reach, but it, it broadens his appeal to you know not just white people. You know, it's like oh well, you know, somebody other than a white person can be a Green Lantern. Wow, I didn't even realize that was possible. Yeah, you know, it, it's it was a big deal. It still is a big deal. So definitely Justice League Unlimited, John Stewart, he's going up there. And for my fourth one, you know, 
Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern from the movie. Yeah. Now we've we've already listened to uh, to Dan's voicemail, which we're gonna play in a minute. He left a voicemail giving his favorites, and you know, I, I'm spoiling it a little, but Ryan Reynolds is gonna be on one of his lists as well. But no matter what happens with the movie, the just the, the movie being out there and existing is going to you know. It's going to do more for the character of Green Lantern than than anything else has ever done before. The cartoon, it has, you know, all the cartoons have a big reach. But the reach is limited to children and adults that watch cartoons. So if, if you're not a kid, if, you, if you've already grown up and you have no interest in watching cartoons, you know, and you never, you know, were exposed to Green Lantern when you were younger then you're not going to find out about Green Lantern. Except now that there's a movie, it's like, oh, this is the movie. Adults can see the movie. <laughs> Kids can see the movie. They're gonna, they'll translate it so they can see it in other countries. I, it's like so many people are going to become exposed to Green Lantern. And, you know... For for us at the Lantern Cast, it's like that was that's the goal of the podcast to get the word out on Green Lantern, to spread yeah. Green Lantern information to as many people as we can. And now th- there's going to be a movie that's going to do that like a million times over. It, that Ryan Reynolds, he he's definitely on that Mount Rushmore. Cool. Okay, so that's uh, th- that's our list, and uh, now. Let's uh, let's play Dan's voicemails. Hey guys, it's Dan. I hope you can hear me. This parking lot is where I get the best reception. Um, all right, so Green Lantern Mount Rushmore. That is. I should preface this by saying I don't remember how many spaces are on that. I think it's five, so I'm going with five. Um, it's an interesting thing to think about because like, what really, what really uh, earns you a spot? You know. So uh, the more I thought about this, and I was turning this over in my head all day, I ended up thinking about it in two different ways. I thought about it in terms of, you know, what characters are the most important, the most influential to the mythos. And then and then the second part was, like, what actual people you could say that about. So, I mean, thinking about the characters first, I mean, the knee-jerk reaction is just to put, like, the big five up there, you know, you know, Alan, Kyle, Hal, Guy, and John, but I don't. I I don't really agree with some of those. You know, I mean, I think all right. So my my five, Alan's got definitely up there, just for he, he's the original. He's the first one. Without him, we wouldn't have anything else. So it's it's a no brainer there. Um, for a similar reason, I would go Kyle because. I, I'll, I'll go more into this later, but like it's it's Kyle Rayner's run that is largely responsible or gave us the opportunity to have what we have today. Because I mean, when you get right down to it, DC is a business, and if Hal Jordan's series was still selling well enough to warrant continuing, they would never have done Emerald Twilight. They would not have brought in Kyle to try something new, and the fact that they brought in something new means that. <clears throat> The old stuff wasn't. <clears throat> excuse me. The old stuff wasn't as financially lucrative as it had been. So, so you know, Kyle 
the accused accused torchbearer in story and in real life too, because that's you know he kept the series going. Like, without him being a success, Green Lantern might have been canceled, and that sounds bizarre, but you know what? It's happened before, so he he's definitely up there. Um, my third would be Gansett. Uh just because like like that character has <clears throat> he's not he as a guardian he revolutionized the role of the guardians you know he's he was the first to do a whole slew of things he, now and now he's embracing emotion and he's he's putting himself in the trenches on the front lines with the rest of the troops you know he's he's a trailblazer by any definition you know so he's and plus, like the first guardian to really to take these steps, that's that's historic. I mean, God, these guys have been around since the beginning of everything, and they've just kind of just rested on their laurels, but not get that. So that's that's like he's he's kind of, he's almost the Kyle Rayner of the Guardians. You know, um, after that, I would go Sinestro because when he was with the core, he was their best. And if that wasn't enough, after he got kicked out, everything he did just kind of steered the ship of what the Green Lanterns did and were about. You know, it's, it's, I don't think it's possible to doubt how different things would have been if Sinestro never existed or if he never got thrown out of the Green Lantern Corps. So he's, he's just... He's one of those figures where, like, you know, you want to take out everything, go back in time, and kill some Astro. Um, I struggled with the fifth one, so I'm going to go with Mogo, just because I really want to see them try and fit that on a mountain. Okay, um, I have one more list, but I have no idea if this is going to cut me off or if it's still recording, so I'm going to call you back in a second. Okay. Me again, still in the cold parking lot. All right, so... The other way I thought about this was what real people in the real world doing real things really just, just I'll say, mattered to Green Lantern, the direction it went and the popularity of it. So, and again, it's similar to the last list. I have to go with Martin O'Dell for being the guy who created this to, to begin with. Without his work, without his contribution, we would have nothing. All right, there's no way around that. Everything was, like, everything came from that, okay? Um, from there, I got to go with, and this is, this one's probably going to surprise you guys, and it surprised me a little bit when I came up with it, but Dan DiDio. Simply put, and I don't know how many people even know this, but he publicly stated pretty early on that, he wanted to elevate Green Lantern to the level of Trinity. And, you know, flash forward several years and look where we are, okay? So, like, you know, say what you will about him. You might not like him. You might think he's whatever. He's largely responsible for pushing for what we got. So he's definitely up there. Um, and right next to him, I would put the guy who helped carry out those desires of his, Jeff Johns, and I really don't need to explain that one anymore. <laughs> um, the fourth spot, I'm going to give to Ryan Reynolds, simply because, you know, it, honestly, it doesn't even matter if you like the casting or you don't, if you're going to see the movie or not, if you're... It, it almost doesn't even matter if the movie tanks. You know, this, this is... The, <laughs> 
millions and millions of people are going to see that movie who have never read Green Lantern comic before, who have never heard of Green Lantern before. Ryan Reynolds' face is going to elevate the popularity of Green Lantern from being what, what five short years ago was this obscure DC property into a household name. And that is fantastic. You know, that's, that, that's just, that blows my mind. And for a fifth spot, kind of the same as with how I have to give it to Ron Mars, because we had a solid 13 years where Green Lantern could have ended and gone away. You know, they were trying something new to try and reinvigorate interest and sales, and, and you know, it was goddamn controversial. Still is, but, you know, regardless of personal feelings about it, it was successful enough to get us where we needed to be for Green Lantern to become what it is and what it's t- continuing to become, you know. You know, it was it was a very good I want to I almost want to call it his run was a very good middle, you know. It was it, it was the glue that held the franchise together long enough for us to transition, you know. And that's not – I'm not trying to take anything away from the quality of the run. It was definitely up and down. <laughs> but, but you know, I think it's a lot more – because we, we always think of the history and impact of Emerald Twilight specifically. But then it, it, it doesn't stop there. If – I, I'm just repeating myself now. It's really cold in this parking lot. All right, um, that's my list, my two lists. Hopefully you play this message second. Um, all right, I can't wait to hear what you guys come up with. I'm going to go inside where it's warm now. Goodbye. And for anyone wondering, my re- my thought process for not including Hal Jordan was literally thinking about the real Mount Rushmore, and if they were going to replace people on it, Bill Clinton would not make it, <laughs> and he's and he's done a lot less to get kicked off that roster than Hal Jordan has. Oh uh, God, that was stupid. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so you just heard Dan's voicemails. I think well, all three of us kind of kind of did like our own takes on the topic, but uh, but that's cool. Kind of makes it different. I was just gonna say, how how many people are there on Mount Rushmore again? <laughs> <laughs> James, James, now you're from Ireland. <laughs> uh, um, and it's not like I, I needed to look it up or anything. <laughs> I'm like, oh, remember Rushmore? Okay, pick four people. Yeah, I can do that. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, to be fair, Dan was in a cold parking lot. True. So, <laughs> gotta cut him some slack. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's that's our that's our entry for comics podcast theme, and uh, I guess if any of our listeners have their own Mount Rushmore, you know, Green Lantern Mount Rushmores that uh, they want to share with us, then by all means, we have we have a new new voicemail number. <laughs> The first one, that's long gone. The second one, we we lost that one too. So <laughs> the new voicemail number is 206-202-1159. That's 
202-1159. And uh, call us up and leave us a voicemail, and uh, we'll throw that on a future episode, just because uh, it is a fun topic. And uh, thanks to CGS for coming up with this whole theme week podcast crossover thing. Now, um, I'm sure that there were a bunch of other things that I wanted to talk about tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any of them, though. <laughs> um, one one thing I was thinking of, um, <clears throat> should you mention something about the ring competition? Oh, yes! That's it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. Yes, the the ring competition, it started at the beginning of October. It was all set to end at the end of October. But I know like there were definitely some people that I was talking to that were not going to be able to get their entries in on time. Yeah. So I was talking like actually it doesn't it doesn't even matter about the contest closing, you know, when it did because we have we have time before this ring gets made anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we are extending the deadline of the contest. Now we're in mid November now. Let's uh I don't know, you want to extend it to the end of the year? Is that, that too, makes sense, I think. Is that too long? No, not really. Was, we're near the end of the year enough anyway, like so Yeah, okay. So it's a good it's a good endpoint. It is. It kinda is. So now we're extending the deadline of the contest. We want more entries. Please give us more. We we have already had a bunch of really good entries, so it's not like we're saying please enter because we haven't gotten any. No, we have actually had some really really cool ideas, several of which I would definitely wear rings. It's it's very very cool. Yeah, there's some cool stuff on the forum. Yes, yeah, I, I I'm not I'm not even going to single anybody out because they're just all awesome. It's going to be yeah. an incredibly, incredibly hard decision. But I'm basically asking our listeners to make that decision even harder. <laughs> because I, I actually have an idea for something really cool after the contest is over. Then there'll be some prizes involved with that as well. So right now, you are you're designing the 10th Green Lantern Corps. Well, God, I always get that wrong. <laughs> The 10th core, the de- the 10th core of light. You have, you know, red, green, black, white, yellow, orange, indigo, purple, blue clovers, horseshoes, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> You've got nine cores already. And we want you, the listener, to design the 10th core. Now, we know that, you know, okay, well... Somebody might may come up with like the most amazing design for a ring, but maybe their core idea is not the most popular, and maybe somebody else will come up with like a really great core idea, but their design is you know kind of lacking. So we've got we've got two two chances to win. One one person is going to win on design, and one person is going to win on their core idea. And uh, you know, all of us here at the Lantern Cast are going to vote. We're gonna we're gonna put it out there for the listeners to have their say as well. And when it, when all is said and done, we're going to figure out which one is going to become the tenth core, and that ring is actually going to get made. And the two winners are each going to get a ring. And after that, which is awesome. Yeah, I, it really is. I mean, like. I, I can't even imagine 
like a contest being you know this cool. Yeah, like I've I've seen a few rings by the guy who's making them. Yeah, and he makes really good rings. Oh yes, uh, he. We're talking about uh, Christoph. Um, last name pronunciation escapes me, but it's <laughs> Hal Hal is something or rather. <laughs> I'm sorry, Christoph. <laughs> but he really does make just amazing, amazing stuff. He made a life-size Kilowog ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's enormous. It's like you, you could wear it as a bracelet, and it would still be loose, and it lights up. <laughs> I, I mean, it's incredible. It looks perfect. He's made he's made so many different types of rings. He made a a ring based off of Guy Gardner uh, when he was a Red Lantern. It's the, the just the rings that he makes are crazy, and he's going to make this tenth core ring, and you're going to get a ring absolutely free of charge. And then anybody else that wants to buy a ring from Kristoff, they will will have the opportunity to do so also. Uh, so I mean like. Everybody out there, you know, has their set of nine rings. You know, here's the opportunity to get the tenth ring. And not just that, here's the opportunity to design that tenth ring. So... Because you need you need two full hands of rings, like... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my, uh, my thumb is, is getting very lonely and it needs an extra ring. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Uh, just out of curiosity now, do other Lantern Cast members get a free ring too? Oh, let's see. <laughs> you mean like like if you won? What? No, I mean like I want to, I want a ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, we all have to buy our own. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Maybe if you win. <laughs> Although I've seen your design and the concept that you cut is pretty good. The yeah, the design I just chose together. <laughs> <laughs> the design. I was sitting there, I was like, I need a design. I just that together. <laughs> Design could could use a little work, but yeah. uh, yeah, no, I mean like any. I'm not playing to win though. It's all about the fans, you know. Yeah, it's good. I I have a couple of entries that I'm gonna throw in too, just for fun. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> yeah, I like we have we have some great designs. They're all on our forum. Uh, if you don't want anybody to see your design, you can just email us at lanterncast at gmail dot com. Uh, we're gonna have the the contest is gonna be open now till the end of the year. So when the clock strikes twelve on New Year's Eve, the contest is over definitely. That's the absolute cutoff. You know, like we've we've extended some contests in the past before, but you know, like this is this is a really substantial amount of time. And granted, the holidays are coming up, but it really doesn't take too long to come up with a design and come up with a core idea. So so find the time, send it in. We want as many entries as possible. You know, the, now the, the contest is still open, so this is your second chance. You know, you may have thought, it's like, oh, damn, I missed out. I, you know, I didn't get my design in on time. Now's your opportunity. Get the design in. You could have a 10th ring based off of your design or your core idea. So, uh, yeah, definitely work on that, everybody. Um, I, I don't think, is, is that it? Have we gotten through everything? I think so. Okay. Now, now, James, since now that we've gotten the entire episode done, um, why don't you tell all the listeners a little bit about yourself and your introduction <laughs> to Green Lantern? Uh, okay. 
um, I think it was about five years ago. Yeah, that a friend of mine started giving me Green Lantern comics. He started, he gave me Rebirth first, and at first I was really a big Batman fan at the time. Right. And um, I was, I, I remember there's the scene in that where he punches Batman in the face, <laughs> and I was like, how did he get away with punching Batman? <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, been basically from that then I started getting the issues, and I've just been in love with Green Lantern since then. He's now he's my number one character, like. <laughs> Except if it's a Green Lantern Batman. Well, yeah, that's a perfect merging of the two, you know. <laughs> <laughs> two great tastes that taste great together. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've been listening to this since then. And then last year I decided to go and try and find some kind of podcast related to Green Lantern. <laughs> and stumbled across this wonderful show. <laughs> and I think I listened to like 30 or 40 episodes over the course of like two weeks. Oh, God. Because oh. I just found them all, and I was like, it was great because I had all this talk about Green Lantern. <laughs> and then I got to the end of it, and I was like, oh, now I have to wait for new episodes every week. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, James, God bless you because my wife wouldn't even want to hear my voice that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's good stuff, though. There's a lot of funny stuff back there. <laughs> Uh, all accidental, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, welcome aboard, James. Yeah, it's it's fantastic having you. <laughs> I think I think that's a good episode. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed being on anyway. I hope my Irish accent isn't too confusing for anyone. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. So. Uh, if you want to contact any of us, lanterncast at gmail.com. That's the one main email address. Uh, if you want to get in touch with any of us individually, it's uh, it's our name at lanterncast.com. So it's Jim, James, Dan, Jason, or Chad. Uh, I think I got everybody there. <laughs> I think so. Any of us, we all you know, we all have our own lanterncast dot com email addresses if you want to go to our website it's lanterncast.com there you have links to our forum on the comicforums.com uh, links to our facebook page you have all of our episodes are located right on the website all 71 plus episodes uh, we have uh, we have a small gallery that someday will be updated with pictures <laughs> <laughs> Yes, someday. <laughs> uh, we have a temporary forum in the, the rare instances when the main forum goes down, because we like to be prepared like that. <laughs> it's been up for a while now, though. <laughs> yes, yes, it has. Um, yeah, so it's due to go down again. <laughs> well, the only times it, it goes down now is uh, at the end of the month when they run out of bandwidth. Yeah. But uh, we have, we have like, you know, forum addicts, basically. So we have to have the temporary fix. <laughs> but uh yeah i mean if you want to talk green lantern that's where you go it's like a family on there and you know if you want to be in a place where you know people talking green lantern and basically talking about their lives because everybody's you know very very friendly with each other then check out our forums it's a fun place to go it really is it's it's, it's full of great conversation like 
I think I, I think they deserve a shout out really everyone on the forum for like how alive they keep it. Yeah. And there's always talk about new issues every time someone comes out. Yeah, it's it's good that they keep on that because <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows it would be forever before I do it. <laughs> okay, now like I mentioned when we were talking about the contest, we have a new new voicemail number, which is two zero six two zero two eleven fifty nine. Please people, please leave us voicemails. We love voicemails. We haven't gotten voicemails in like it's been a sad, sad long amount of time. <laughs> and if you did try and leave a voicemail, then it didn't go through because uh, we probably lost the number at that point. So, so leave it again. Even if it was for like comics from like months and months and months ago, because I mean, you know, we're not exactly current anymore. <laughs> <laughs> But hopefully that'll be getting better. <laughs> and uh, well, the last last few episodes have been more regular, I think. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 getting better. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not gonna not gonna hold us to that during the holidays, <laughs> but we're gonna try. We're definitely gonna try. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely forgetting something. I don't know, but whatever. Well, well. <laughs> handle that next episode <laughs> so uh until then um thanks for listening oh and thanks for being part of the show james oh yeah it was awesome <laughs> okay good night everyone good night Really? With James from Ireland. Hi, James from Ireland. Hello, Lauren. He says hello, Lauren. I'm sure he said it. It sounded a lot nicer with his accent. Yes. Did he even give that? <laughs> okay. Fine. Here you go. <laughs> Hi, James from Ireland. Hello, Lauren. Oh, see, look at that. <laughs> Sexy. Hot. He couldn't even give me that little bit. Uh, Keep me warm at night. I'm definitely going to leave this in the episode. Uh, <laughs> hells yeah! Uh, I'm telling you, you can get a lot more uh, female listeners. So just go <laughs> an episode over and over. <laughs> you think they're going to listen to your Long Island accent? Exactly. Or like Dan's Jersey accent? Uh, they're going to be getting all hot and bothered with this Irish accent. Forget about it.